Hello and welcome to another episode of the Future Hospitality Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Wells, joined today by co-host Dustin Myers. We are partners at Longitude, a hospitality branding and design group. At Future Hospitality, our goal is to interview the brightest minds in the industry, gathering insights, ideas, and inspiration to share with you. If you enjoy the podcast, please be sure to leave us a review. Thank you for your support. Today, we have the pleasure of chatting with Billy Skelly Cohen, co-founder at Ater, a new brand which blends the warmth of a second home, the ease of a guest house, and the delight of a hotel under one roof, inviting guests to live while traveling. During the conversation, we learn more about the vision for Ater, how Billy and Liron Wiseman came up with the idea, and what the future holds for this exciting new hospitality brand. Well, let's go ahead and jump in. Billy, thank you so much for joining us today. We're super excited to have you on the podcast. Thanks for having me. So uh, we've been uh, learning a little bit more about you over the last few weeks, and you're involved in a lot of really exciting um, things coming up in the future. And um, we're excited to dive into that today and learn more about that um, and allow you kind of some time to, to share about that and what that's going to look like. But before we do, um, I was wondering if you could share a little bit more about just yourself, your journey in hospitality and hotels and kind of what's gotten you to where you're at today. Sure. So I, I'm, I'm French. I grew up in France and um, moved to the U.S. when, when I was a teenager. Uh, I actually started my career in retail. I worked through college and always felt like retail was a great stepping ground for hospitality. You know, you work on your feet, you interact with strangers, kind of really get that you know, the, those, those interactions that are just so common in hotels and, and hospitality. I, uh, I started getting involved in the hotel business a bit by accident. I, I, I joined a group that uh, really consulted luxury hotels on kind of their marketing strategy and helped fill their, their meeting and events conference spaces. Uh, and after a few years, I went back to business school, uh, wanted to really get more on the investment side of the business. And after business school, like like many people, I, I joined a bank. Uh, was never a life aspiration, but a great experience to kind of work as a banker and work on a few deals. Um, I then had the opportunity to 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 be on the kind of on the buy side, on the investment side of the business, and and join a private equity group called Voyager Partners, where at the time we we bought forty percent of Fairmont Raffles, and we're looking after some big luxury assets uh, in Europe. Uh, Again, a, a great stepping stone and an and experience. Uh, and, you know, for the past 10 years until the, the, this new adventure of Ater, I, um, I uh, led the, the development and was the CEO of Lore Group. I, I started as a team of one of one uh, and then grew to a group of about 1,200 people pre-COVID. Um, and this was an incredible journey of, of joining a group where at first we were just investors, then we became developers, then we became operators and became a fully integrated uh, uh, hospitality group with some iconic assets like the Pulitzer in Amsterdam or Riggs in Washington, D.C. Uh, so a, a great experience. And, and now in, you know, in recent months, I've joined force with, with Liran, my partner, for, for this new adventure called Ater. That's so cool to to hear the journey and like the stepping stones throughout your career that led you to where you're at. And it's um, everyone's journey is so unique. And I love that you kind of, you know, even said you kind of just stumbled into this industry and you just kind of looked for, you know, opportunities and and, and new things on the horizon. And it um, it's really exciting to kind of hear that journey. Great. Thanks. 
So we're really excited about the Atera project and um, we don't know too much about that yet. It, from what we've seen, it looks really interesting. Would you be able to give us a little more details on what's coming? Uh, sure. Yeah. You know, Atera is, uh, is really meant to bring the, the, the best of a, of a second home, uh, an Airbnb type product, uh, a service department and the, the little touches of a, of a luxury or lifestyle hotel on the one roof, uh, you know, the, the uh, an ideal I tear is uh, is a is a building and a live workplace city, um, probably above a hundred rooms, below three hundred rooms, uh, communal spaces for residents, and and you know, really trying to create a space that uh, that feels incredibly residential um, and allows people to. You know, to in a bit of an aspirational way to kind of take their best routine on the road. Uh, you know, I, I always give that example when you go and stay at, you know, your friend's house or at this amazing guest bedroom. And, you know, you look at the bed and you know you're going to get a great night's sleep and you already know you're going to be looking forward to exercising in the morning. And, you know, throughout the day, there's always, you know, good music and great little delightful moments of a, you know, a snack or, you know, a little fun game to play. And, and that's what we're trying to recreate in, in a tear, really bringing great basics of, of, uh, of a hotel, of hospitality, bringing a great residential feel and, and, and beautiful little touches along the way. Yeah, that sounds like an amazing experience as a, as a guest and, you know, someone that would be staying there. I, you know, I, I've, I've seen these, and I'm, you know, obviously you guys have too, over especially in like the European countries, like these apart hotels or whatever you want to call them. Um, and those have been very popular and growing in popularity over the last, you know, decade or two. And I, I haven't seen many of those until recently coming to the States. And, um, you know, what do you think, you, you know, you're, you're basically from how I understand it, you're taking like the best parts of the, of a hotel experience, the best parts of a luxury residential experience and kind of combining them, um, under one roof. So is, is that something you're hoping to bring? I know, you know, you're looking at uh, New York as kind of one of the first uh, locations um, for one of these properties. Is that something you're wanting to bring in to the U.S.? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I moved to the U.S. With, with the idea that, you know, we'd gear up uh, hopefully a lot of our growth in the U.S. Uh, you know, control growth and, and, and growth that, that, that's opportunity driven. So, you know, I think we, we're all living in, in, a, in, in, in unprecedented times and a bit of a crazy world. And, you know, not many hotels have changed hands actually through COVID so far. But yeah, the idea is very much to, uh, uh, to aggressively try to enter the U.S. market where we, we already have a site in New York, but, but also to, you know, really looking at all these cities. We like seven days a week market, right? So, you know, what, what a lot of people would refer to as a live workplace city. Yeah. And this concept is also very scalable, right? Whether it's um, a single night stay or long-term. Yeah. The, the, the idea again is, you know, we, just to give you guys a, a, a bit more background, right? Uh, for us, the, a, a tear came from two uh, distinct point of views, right? One is, feeling like the, the hotel world, even though there, there's great products that have been created in recent years, that overall our industry has kind of been losing its way and 
you know, throwing gimmick after gimmick and shoving experiences down people's throat and and new brands and concepts that we felt were a little bit overcomplicated. Uh, on the flip side, we've also seen in recent years that operational costs in hotels have really ballooned from labor costs to taxes to cost of goods. And in Natair, we felt like we had this... Uh, 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 th- th- this moment in time where where we feel the guest now is is looking for something different uh, again something that is you know finding luxury and simplicity uh, in in really allowing people to create their own experiences and take control of their own stays and and also uh, uh, from an investment point of view you know creating an operating model with with much reduced uh, operational costs yeah, that's that's genius. Well, it's genius on paper at the moment, and I and I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a, you know I'm a huge believer in 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 the concept, and and I think that's the direction that a lot of people are going to do. But hopefully, also, you know, Liron and I's experience of 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 you know putting a little magic dust and and creating some some moments will will set the product apart. Totally. Yeah, you you just mentioned Leron, uh, who's a part of this with you. Um, you know, and, and a lot of people are familiar with him as well. You know, being a part of uh, the Circle Collection, and um, can you kind of talk a little bit more about how you guys, you know, maybe even how you go, you know, go back in time, how you guys met, and then also how it kind of uh, this idea came to fruition, and um, you know where it started. Yeah, Leron and I met almost ten years ago. We we met when. I was uh, buying the Pulitzer Hotel in, in, in Amsterdam. And, and funny story, actually, at the time, we, we had the same lawyer. I, I kind of set us up to meet. And he, he thought I was nuts buying the hotel. He thought we were overpaying for it. And, and it's the most successful thing I've personally ever done in my career so far. So I, I'm, I never fall short to remind him of that. But, you know, <laughs> over the years, we, we, we've become good friends and and always shared, you know, he, he, we're both very open people and shared uh, things that, that were very successful for us and some of the struggle that we had in growing a, a hotel group and, and, and new ideas to, you know, to, to, to have our properties feel a bit more special. And, and really, uh, the first common ground was that, you know, we kept working harder and harder and making less and less money under kind of these full service kind of lifestyle luxury hotels and you know we we both felt you know that 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 business model was a little bit broken there'll always be a a place for these beautiful you know boutique or iconic hotels in cities but but that you know as a something to try to duplicate over and over again uh that we felt you know we we needed to make a shift and you know well pre-covid uh, and and not related to COVID, both of us also felt that, you know, people just want to travel differently. Uh, you know, I I don't, you know, travel in when when that kind of whole lifestyle world came alive with food and beverage being introduced in hotels, all became about being, you know, indulgent and 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 over the top, you know. And now you're seeing that actually when when people travel and are away from home, they want a, a better version of their home life, right? They want to be able to exercise in a great gym and eat delicious, healthy food and have the most, you know, beautiful bed and mattress, right? And, and felt that 
that's what was relevant and important to the way people would want to travel. And, and the ultimate way of doing that is really marrying, you know, the, the, the best of a hospitality and residential together. Yeah, I think that's a that's a really interesting development within the industry, and I'm excited to see where it ends up going. Um, I think we're ripe for uh, some new combinations, some new ideas, and uh, I think this this concept is going to be really cool as we move into the future. Thank you, and I totally agree with you. You know, I think they. You know, our industry is obviously going through a major crisis on the back of this global health crisis. And it's heartbreaking to see some of the difficult decision all around our industry needs to make. But, you know, I'm, I'm very optimistic that, you know, if we can go two, three, four, five years from now, you know, both our industry and, and, and the guests that interact with our industry will be better off, you know, with with better technology and more creativity and and products that are looking forward to to the way that people want to travel in the future and you know I'm excited to see what what we can do in the space but also very excited to see what what other people will will do that that's innovative I'm curious to know um, what criteria or what were you looking for in the in these first locations and uh, what are you looking for as you look to expand yeah, I mean, these first locations found us more than than finding them. Uh, I mean, New York obviously uh, in in to develop something in the U.S. is 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 was a key city for us to be in, uh, and and we were lucky to 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 have a site there. Uh, Athens was a bit more of an accident, actually. Liberon, my partner, had a, has a great site there that that we're developing uh, as an attire. But but actually, developing in Greece has has been really great in in the development and the refinement of the brand and the concept. You know, I feel like that sudden hospitality mentality is very in line with Ater. It's it's simple, it's imperfect, it's genuine. Uh, it's never trying too hard. You know, it, it, it's uh, it's simple and elegant in design. So. We're finding a lot of inspiration with the people we're working with and, and as we're developing the, the, the first mock-up room and eventually the first hotel. There. That's really cool. When you guys, you know, I think that, did you guys start this last July? Is that correct, Billy? Yeah, we, we kind of got started over the summer. You know, it's, uh, mm -hmm. it's obviously, uh, 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 you know, we're, we're living in a very weird world at the moment, right? We're, we're, uh, we're very close to buying a property in Europe that, that I haven't been able to tour. You know, I, I never thought that would be possible in my lifetime. Uh, you know, so it's, um, but you know, we're, we're maneuvering through it and, and, uh, and, and off to a good start. Yeah. I, I know that, you know, a lot of people we've talked to, um, it seems like the, the trend for, you know, leaders in the industry, are to look at moments like you know this last year. Um, obviously, it's very grim um, for the industry, and it's been very, like you said, heartbreaking for the industry. Um, but even in the midst of that, I think you know people like yourself and others we've talked to have viewed this as a, a really great opportunity as well. And is that kind of the thinking that when you guys, you know, obviously this was kind of in the midst of the pandemic last year when you guys were kind of forming this, did you view it as like 
have the fear of the risk in mind or was it more of like, this is a, such a great opportunity, you know, now is such a great time, like, or was it a mixture of the two? You know, really all, all the decision making into creating a tear had nothing to do with COVID. You know, the, the, this were all things that, 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 that evolved over time. And, and COVID might have accelerated our thinking and, and the thinking of people around us. Um, you know, we, we don't wish bad on anyone, but, but I think, you know, with an investment hat on, uh, everybody thinks COVID is going to create opportunities with, you know, with owners that are going to be in difficult situation and, and, and assets that are going to need to trade hands. That hasn't really happened to date. But again, it, it, it wasn't a, a you know, th- th- this is a marathon, not a sprint. You know, this is not based on what we can accomplish in the next 12 months around the pandemic. So it's um, uh, in, in many ways not correlated to it, you know, as far as, you know, for me personally, you know, I've, uh, you know, it's, I, I, and I think for all of us, right, we've all kind of recalibrated during COVID and all kind of reshift a little bit uh, our, our, uh, our priorities and uh, uh, that's the silver lining of, of what has been devastating uh, around the world. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm curious, just from a experience point of view, are each of these new locations, um, are they going to feel the same when you're visiting one in Athens or New York City? Um, are, are you trying to make each of these its own unique uh, feeling and, and experience? Yeah, I, I, I definitely uh, uh, think each one will be different. Uh, I, I think, you know, what I'm hoping is that we, we, we capture, uh, and sorry, let me, may, let me backtrack on that uh, for, for a second, right? I've, I've always felt you know, it's great to have a hotel that looks beautiful and, and obviously design is very important and, and, and culture and, and staff is very important. But, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the mixture of that and all the little details, the lighting, the music. It, it's creating a, a certain feeling that, that you're hoping uh, that guests will connect with that product a certain way. And I'm hoping the connection to be very similar uh, I, 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 the, the aesthetic to accomplish that in a city like New York versus Athens will have to be will have to be different. You know, with with the fundamentals, uh, which to me are the most important, being the same. You know, a super comfortable bed, a great shower, you know, adequate space to put your things away. You know, communal spaces that are truly designed to feel like you know, uh, 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 an aspirational apartment or villa, you know, and, and really sticking to, to kind of the soul and ethos of, of, of the brand. But, you know, whether the wall is, is, is gray or pink will, will always be a, a, a local decision. Uh, so, yeah. I, so a few, a few years back, uh, a brand that I won't name, uh, was showing off their, their new product in, in Berlin actually. And, uh, we're very proud of the fact that, they were saying they had created a product that was going to feel local. And uh, the way they had done that is putting a map of Berlin above the bed. And uh, <laughs> I, I sure hope with a tear, we, we, we do better than that. <laughs> That's great. When you look at the Atair concept, is there one thing that is most exciting to you about it? Or how would you describe that? 
Yeah, the, the most exciting thing for me is we, we've purposely created a, a concept that is quite elastic. And what I mean by that is, is I think uh, as far as location and shape and form of buildings, uh, we, we can make this work in, in a lot of different environments. Again, if you go back to kind of that residential hat, right, it, kind of adapting it to, to the real estate that we inherit. And, and I'm, I'm very excited to see uh, what, what that brings and uh, as far as uh, opportunities and challenges as we, you know, kind of try to unlock the, the, the next few. Yeah, that's great. You know, you've mentioned already Athens and you mentioned uh, New York as uh, a couple locations that are on the horizon for a tear. Do you have any other locations you could share that you're kind of scoping out? Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we, we're hopefully soon we'll announce something in a, in a big European city that, that we've been working on uh, as, as actually. And, and that could uh, end up being the first one we open. Um, but I, more out of superstition than anything else, I, I won't share that city yet. <laughs> uh, and, and we're, you know, we're, we're actively looking, uh, you know, for me in the U.S., a, a little bit selfishly being based in Miami now, I, I'd love for, for our next opportunity, uh, aside from New York, to be in Miami, given that, that it's now my backyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but Miami is, is uh, probably the hottest, well, definitely the hottest market in the U.S. right now. So. Uh, uh, showing a challenging place to find find the right opportunities. Well, uh, kind of along the name of the podcast, Future Hospitality, we always like to ask our guests towards the end, you know, what is exciting to you about the future of travel, of hospitality, whether it's obviously you have a terror project you're working on that's exciting, um, but is there anything else, you know, personally or professionally that you're just uh, really excited about looking forward into the future? Yeah, I mean, I, I think as I briefly mentioned at, at some point during our chat, you know, they, I, I really think this the the industry is going to get a, a much needed shakeup, and and excited to see how how we are on the other side. You know, uh, you know, the 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 first thing that comes to mind is technology used across hotels, whether it's it's systems to manage guests or a building or reservation. Are all uh, fully archaic, and and to try to rationalize those systems, and and to look forward in 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 helping uh, for technology to help manage buildings, to help manage guests, to enhance the guest experience. I think that that's going to be a very exciting journey for our uh, our industry, and one where I'm finally seeing. Uh, 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 some movement. Uh, so, you know, even though I can't speak of, of technology with, with great intelligence, I'm, I'm very excited to see what happens in, in, in the space with that. You know, the, the next thing for me is the, 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 what I fell in, the reason I fell in love with the hospitality business is it's a, it's a human business, right? Like at the end of the day, the ability to, you know, to, to put a smile on somebody's face while they're traveling or, or eating and drinking, and and the ability to, you know, to empower people who, who work so hard when they're when they're working in you know in hotels or anything that touches a hotel is is really what I've gone a kick out of. And and again, I think I I I don't think for a second that that's going to go away. I think that's only going to get better and better. And and looking forward to see how 
you know, I'm, I'm uh, how that kind of the next generation reinvents that and, and, and how, you know, human connections uh, work in our space, which, you know, has always been at the end of the day, the, the core of the business. Yeah. I, like you said, I think we're at the threshold of a new era for hospitality and travel. And it's really fun to get your perspective and just see what you, Liran, and others in the industry are are dreaming up and working towards. I think it's going to be really exciting. It's tough not to to feel the the the, the heavy burden that the that the industry is is going through, but I remain very optimistic in, in years to come. For anyone who wants to keep in touch with you or keep in touch on the progress of Atair, how do you, how can people stay connected? You know, uh, Atair.com, you know, we, we have uh, uh, some press and, and marketing emails for people to reach out to us. But, you know, I, I always like to hear from people, Billy at Atair.com, uh, you know, hit me up anytime. Awesome. Well, Billy, thank you so much for spending a few moments with us today. Uh, it was really cool to to hear about your journey, the background, and all the exciting things that you have in store. And I can't wait to see how it all shapes up. Guys, thanks for your time and appreciate um, uh, the interview. Thanks, Billy. Thank you. Thanks, guys. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Future Hospitality Podcast. If you enjoyed today's topic and episode, please leave us a review. If you'd like to learn more about Longitude, you can visit longitudebranding.com to see our portfolio of design work, read our insights blog, and learn more about our team. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Longitude Branding.